All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode five of the Sports Quarantine Project. I'm Isaac, and with me it is my boy Josh. I think he just cracked open a cold one as I introduced him. I think he had that planned. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually my name is the sound of the beer tab opening. That's my name. That's how <laughs> so you're gonna go. <laughs> All right, so what's going on, bud? <laughs> Nothing, man. Just you know, same old, same old. It's trapped in the house, stress eating. Not yeah. working out, stress drinking. This is just this is just a bad combination, bud. It's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. I'm going on. Well, right. Yeah, I'm trying to stay a little active. Stick handling, you know. Yeah, going out in the backyard, playing some soccer here and there. You got I'm going it. On, going on rides on my skateboard just around town, stuff like that. I with like my mask on. I feel like that's the. <laughs> I feel like that's the only thing that's really holding on to our sanity right now. NHL isn't cutting it. It's not. Yeah, dude, I just can't get it. In. Like, I can't sit there and play all day. I can play a couple games here and there. Like, and what I can do is I can play online versus. Like, if I'm playing online shootout or online versus, like, another person, that, if I'm in the right mood, I could do, like, for a, a good, decent amount of time. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just not in the mood whatsoever to even do that. Yeah. So, I can't just play one game of online. I either play, like, three or four or none at all. Yeah. And if I just play my franchise mode, which is fun, like, Sometimes I just play one game and I'm just like, yeah, that's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a stressful time. Stressful time. Yeah, for sure, buddy. All right. Well, uh, hate to do this right off the bat, but we got some pretty sad news to open up here. Two sad things, really. But I'd rather just get these out of the way now instead of bringing down the mood later on or in the middle of the podcast. But uh, unfortunately, uh, just last night, uh, well, I, most people got the news today, but. Uh, former Vikings and Seattle Seahawks quarterback Tavares Jackson passed away in a car accident in Alabama. Uh, the 36-year-old was uh, part of the Seahawks team that won the Super Bowl back in, I think, 2014, right? Yeah. When he backed up Russell Wilson. Yep. Uh, he was currently the quarterback coach at Tennessee State, right. but um, definitely really tragic. Still only 36 years old, so young. Uh, guy had a lot of good uh, times in his career, too. It's just That's really sad news to wake up to this morning. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you know, thoughts with his family, thoughts with the organizations that he's played with, and, you know, uh, his uh, Tennessee team that he was coaching, you know. Smart guy. Yeah. Had a long, had a, had a pretty lengthy career. So Yeah, definitely. And, and, and you know, he was always a really hum- – from what I've read, too, seeing stuff from his old teammates, stuff just saying he was like such like a humble guy. Like, he always, like, knew I, – uh, Sage Rosenfels, who was um, battling for the quarterback spot when he was in Minnesota, before they signed Favre, he – put a tweet out today just talking about how uh, a lot of times in the NFL there, there's a little bit of animosity when you're battling against another guy during uh, training camp and stuff for the number one spot. But he, he tweeted out just saying how, like, he just always rooted him on. Uh, Jackson rooted Rosenfels on. He was like, as a guy going up against me, he still, during preseason games and training camp, wanted me to succeed and wanted me to do well. I mean, he was just such, like, a humble guy. Like, even though he's a backup for, like, most of his career, I mean, he just still – teammates I saw just saying stuff like he was just so humble and just uh always a great guy to have on their team it's just really sad news uh especially miss everything else going on to see something like that happen it's yeah, really shame. Shame. so real shame definitely like like you said Josh thoughts to his family friends and you know everyone who he's had ties with and as uh in especially, his career so you know especially at a time right now um with everything going on it, you know it hurts to you know lose somebody in any circumstance but it hurts to lose somebody to um something that is not 
tying in with the situation, just, you know, freak accident. So that just makes it, you know, makes it worse in, in a sense. But either way, it would have been bad, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, I know. I get what you're trying to say. Like, amidst everything going on, to see have something like that, which is so sudden and, like, obviously yeah. unprepared for is really sad. And um, to stick with the uh, the bad news, unfortunately, for you guys, like I said, I hate to open up like this, but just getting out of the way. Uh, unfortunately, on Saturday, uh, we were brought the heartbreaking news that uh, Edmonton Oilers forward Colby Cave, who was in a dr- uh, drug-induced coma after suffering brain bleeding, uh, didn't make it. He passed away Saturday. Uh, April 11th at just the age of 25. Uh, I mean, just another thing along, like we were just saying with Jackson, like just so tragic. I mean, yep. 25 years old, so young, and just, again, something you just can't prepare for whatsoever yep. to have something like that happen. Yeah, and I was, you know, I was uh, actually uh, looking on his Instagram, you know, seeing his wife, seeing his kid, and it's just, it, it really made it all the more somber and just, you know, really just heartbreaking because like, like you said, it's just so sudden. You can't, you can't prepare for anything like that. You know, it's, it's, it's like I said, with everything going on, like something that has nothing to do with anything that's going on to happen. It's just, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. Just something like that. So sudden. And I mean, I just remember when he was in the coma, I just kept telling myself, like, I mean, I mean, come on, 25 years old. He's obviously an athlete. He's got to be a healthy guy. Like he's got, he's going to pull through this. And then, so when I saw that he died, I just was like, just heartbroken. I mean, I read that Instagram post for that his wife put and like, geez, like even like the toughest person, like that probably brought a tear to your eye. I read that today and I was shook up. Like, oh yeah, just so bad, man. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I was listening to uh, Spitting Chicklets. Uh, they were talking to uh, they had Ryan Malone and uh Teddy Purcell on the episode, and uh, they were talking about it. And um, this was I think their episode from April 9th, though, so he he hadn't passed yet, he was still in a coma. But um, Teddy Purcell said like he reached out to some guys in the Oilers organization, other players, and he was like, You guys were telling me that I mean, he was literally so freakishly fit and like so in shape and they're like and he was such a healthy guy like he didn't even drink like nothing he was like extremely fit and healthy didn't drink didn't nothing so it's just like damn man like just goes to show man just like we were saying with Tavares Jackson some things you can't plan for and life can be crazy sometimes and unpredictable so just really sad like you were saying already as you did with Tavares Jackson too just thoughts to his family his wife players in the Oilers and the the Boston Bruins organization where he he played uh the earlier parts of his yeah. career as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh thoughts out to all of them and uh just uh everything they're going through right now has got to be tough. So yeah. some fortunate news to open up the podcast with. But uh we'll move on now uh to some lighter news here and uh I was actually seeing that uh we talked last episode about the uh proposals the MLB had to play in Arizona. Remember, we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw something today now that uh, the proposal is um, starting to get into its next steps, and now uh, they're talking about not even having an American League or National League, you know, they're just – to or have division play, just doing completely realignment and uh, to go from there and just, like, have – because I don't know how familiar you are with spring training, but there's usually the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. Course, and yeah. the cactus, league, the cactus leagues is the uh, teams that do spring training in Arizona, and the grapefruit league is the teams that do spring training in Florida. I'm hearing that they might just do like the grapefruit league is NL and the cactus is the AL or whatever. Like, but it's going to be a total realignment. So, what do you think about that? 
I think it's going to be something to, you know, see. They're definitely going to have to work out everything behind the scenes because something like that is not so simple, you know. But but my thing is, it's also – do you think it's strange? Because, I mean, I don't know what you – but I just feels like you're going to resume play. I mean, why can't you just have normal divisions? Is it maybe something to do with the fact that it's going to be – they're just going to shorten the season? They're not going to play the full – amount of games that they normally play, which uh, they normally do 162 games. Is it because they're going to do less games? And they, I mean, like, what do you... I would say that's the most likely reason is probably because it's going to be less games. So, do you think this will ultimately now, not based off of, oh, well, it's better for this team and worse for this team probably, and this team is probably better. Like, just ultimately, if you had to just think of an average, do you think this could be better for teams or worse for teams? I think that it's going to be – it's a challenge to, you know, even put it in perspective what it's going to be because, you know – Well, because, because I mean, right now, if this ha- wasn't going on with this pandemic, every team is knows which teams are in their division. They know how many times they're going to play them. They know what teams they got to go up against to try to win the division. Absolutely. You know, like, so you throw that out the window – I think it could be worse for teams because now you're talking about maybe teams are all – and it's like, will the playoffs be a different reliable? Will they maybe just do a, a thing where it's like, oh, just the, the top – like the top ten team? Because I think in M- MLB it's usually the top three – the three – well, six really because there's three in the NL, three in the AL. The six division winners and then um, two wildcard teams in the AL and two wildcard teams in the NL. So ultimately – and then, uh, like after the wild card game, which is a single knockout, it's it's four teams in the AL, four teams in the NL, right. NL. You know, so altogether, it's including the wild card. It's wild card games. It's twelve teams make it. Do you think they're just going to do a thing where it's like top ten make it or top eight make it in the entire league, and then nine plays twelve in a wild card, and then ten plays eleven in the wild card? Maybe it'll be something like that. It's it's hard to say. It's hard to say what would make the most sense. You know. Because it is such a unique but, circumstance, but but do you agree? Do you agree that if that's the way they align the playoffs, not saying exactly what I said, but if they do decide to do it, like okay, just like top twelve teams make it. Do you think if that's the way they're gonna set the playoffs up? Do you think it's smarter? To do, do you think it's smart that if they're gonna say no division play, if that's the way they're gonna do it, with just like the top twelve teams make it? I mean. I wouldn't say that it's smart, but if you want me to speak from a player's perspective, they're going to say, well, you know, I just want to go out there, play some baseball, win some games, whatever happens, happens. You know, I just feel like that's the mindset at this moment. So I feel like the division, it doesn't – yes, it's crucial, but it might not happen playing in your division. My thing is if you're going to do top 12 teams make it, I think it's smart to do no divisions because if you're just going to have top 12 teams make the playoffs, regardless of like what division or American league national league they're in, regardless of that, I think that's the best way to do it because then you're making for a more even playoff field because it's not right. You're going to do just top 12 teams. It's not right. If you have like one team that wins its division, but let's say they'd be like the 11th place team in the whole league and now they're like a wild card team per se. I think if you're just trying to do it the most even and you're eliminating divisions, that's how they do the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. If that's how they're doing the playoffs, I agree with this. But if they're going to do the playoffs as – well, I guess they'd have to because they can't really do the playoffs as normal 
if they're going to do that. So I guess that makes sense. I mean, I'm all for it. Whatever they got to figure out to do to make everything fair, make it a uh, like 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 uh, Nick said on the episode he was on episode three. He like he said like he said that about the Stanley Cup, but I think he implied that it was going to happen for like a lot of, ba- of professional leagues this year, and that every champion every season is going to have it. He said that every season is going to have an asterisk. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, all right, we'll move on here. Um, some uh, NBA, a couple NBA things here to talk about. Uh, so, the uh, after 22 years uh, today on April uh, 12th, the uh, or April 13th, my bad. Uh, the Bulls, Chicago Bulls, fired their general manager Gar Foreman. Uh, like I said, 22 year tenure there in Chicago. Um, only eight winning seasons out of the 22 years. Uh, it's definitely got to be a tough decision. I mean, you think about like a guy being there for over two decades. Yeah. It's got to be tough to go, but I'm not – it's it's sad, but I'm not surprised. Chicago right. needed a change to switch up. The, the, the little rebuild process they're going through right now doesn't seem to really be working out. Um, so sometimes it's like, you know what, we just need to change things up here and it's time to make a change and bring in some fresh meat in that position and – See what they can do. And it's a shame because nobody thinks of it like that. You know, like, don't get me wrong. The the Chicago Bulls are grateful for everything that he's done for the franchise. So just don't get that misconstrued because. You know, yeah, it's. Well, what you're, yeah, I get what you're saying. You got to part ways. And sometimes. Yep. It's just, yeah, exactly. It's a way. I know what you're goes. saying. I know what you're saying because, like, so you see a lot of times a coach, a uh, general manager gets fired or a player gets traded. And a lot of times. The, the the president of the team or the vice president of the team or the, the general manager, if it's a trade or a coaching and firing, like a lot of times they come out and say, you know, uh, it's just that we really like this guy, but we just needed a change. I mean, how many times do you see that? Absolutely. All the time. You see a coach get fired and be like, oh, we really we really appreciate what this guy did, but yeah. we, we just know we, we needed a change. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. It's just that's that's the way that the the cookie crumbles sometimes, you know. It's it's sports. It's, it's the business. Yeah, it's the business side of sports, and it's got to happen sometimes. So Absolutely. unfortunate. But uh, Gar Foreman, I mean, he can he might go somewhere else. Maybe be uh, maybe it could be a guy to go into a uh, more of a, like a hockey, uh, hockey, a basketball operations kind of a position. We'll see what he's about to do. <laughs> Were you about to say hockey? But uh, I almost did. Um. <laughs> Sticking with NBA, though, uh, obviously one thing we've talked about and we all know about is uh, Rudy Gobert and being the first guy in a professional league here in uh, North America to test positive for COVID-19. And then obviously after that, Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz also contracted it, the virus. While uh, news broke that uh, rumors are saying uh, there's been no official – statement but rumors are saying that donovan mitchell has claimed that his relationship with teammate rudy gobert is just unfixable and just not worth trying to fix it's it's just because he's because he's just so pissed off at his antics and the way he went about not caring about what was going on and contract the virus then probably ultimately giving it to donovan mitchell so i mean you can understand the hot you can now you can understand the hostility behind it. I mean, it's still it's still a fresh wound, you know. I mean, because something that something some virus that serious, you know, for somebody to just you know joke around like he was. Yeah, and then and then and then the next day, you know, whatever you have it. It's definitely you know, it's definitely something that would anger a lot of people, no matter the circumstances. But I think that you know, 
whatever happens with them happens because we we don't know how we don't know how Mitchell's going to handle this. You know, Rudy Gobert, he was very unintelligent for doing what he did. Yes, inconsiderate, unintelligent, just ignoring proper precautions. And exactly. So you you can understand the anger behind it, but you know maybe time will pass. They'll they'll get to talking. You know, who knows? So. Well, if we're if we're because obviously we're not in the reporter game or media game, we're just two guys doing a podcast for fun. But being in this in this quote unquote field of us doing this, I mean, to be doing a podcast, we do got to play that role. And the role of reporting and you know all that is that you you take what you hear and you run with it. So if we're gonna believe that that is true, and Donovan Mitchell's like, no man, I'm dumb. I my relationship with that guy cannot be fixed. So what goes from that? Do you think Utah tries to trade Rudy Gobert? Do they try to trade Donovan Mitchell? Like, what do you think? Would teams be willing to acquire Rudy Gobert? Do you think maybe there's other guys in the league on other teams that are telling their GMs, no nah, man, I don't want to play with that asshole. I think, like, I think I think Rudy stays and and Mitchell requests a trade. Really? You think it's going to be one of those things where he goes to the GM and kind of gives him a, yeah. that verbatim, like, "Hey, man, that guy's got to go, or I'm out." Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you know, what? I didn't think about that, but I agree with you there. I think that's what he's going to do. He might be like, "Hey, man, nothing against you. Not, I love this team, but I ain't playing with that guy, man. I'm just like, you guys better trade him or." Yeah, this, is, this isn't about on the court. This is about, you know. A personal matter, and I'm just not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that, that goes, day, that goes life unrecognized and in sports. That goes unrecognized in sports. There's a lot of things that happen, you know, in locker rooms, behind closed doors that don't get reported. And there are some times where people request trades or they don't want to be on the team just because of a certain guy. You know, it happens. Yeah. So if 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 Donovan Mitchell goes and he talks to his GM and says, "Hey man, listen, nothing personal. Thank you for all the the you know anything that the organization has done for me, but I'm sorry, man. I just I can't. I don't want to be with this guy. I want. I want. I'll, he's got to go, or I got to go. Yeah. Now, would it be? I mean, it. This is seems like a question that. Most people would jump out right away and be like, "Oh, definitely easier to trade Gobert." But wh- who's easier to trade, Gobert or Donovan Mitchell? Because there's something like because Donovan Mitchell is not an easy guy to trade, obviously. Because I mean, shit, if Utah trades Donovan Mitchell, like they're gonna want a package for him. Yeah, like they're not gonna just give him away like fucking loose change. Like they they're gonna want a decent fucking return. I mean, he's their best player. He's their franchise player right now. So they're going to want a good asset. They're going to probably want a first-round pick, first of all. And they're probably going to want a decent starter. So but so that immediately makes you think, oh, it'd probably be easier to trade Gobert, who let's not – I mean, let's not get ourselves. Gobert is a very good player, too. I mean, he was an all-star. He's a very good player. But something like what he did, and does that – is that something that carries, like – what's the word? Like baggage. Is that, like, going to yeah. carry on? His baggage, the rest of it, like, is that going to be our team's going to look at that with Gobert and look past him on the court and think about that situation? And be like, I don't know, well, man. Like, what that guy did was fucked up. I don't know if well, I got player on my team that wouldn't want to play with this guy. Yeah. Well, if you think about it like this, man, we're living through uh, a time right now that nobody's ever seen anything like it before. I mean, we've seen stuff to so. For that to happen in a sports game, he he is never like this is going to be part of his reputation for the rest of his career, for the rest of his life. 
you know. Like, yeah. that's just something that's going to stick on his name. Agreed. But, uh, dude, you were the one who touched the mics and touched your face and touched the table and just ignored everything. And look, look what happened, you know? It wasn't like he just innocently got it. And, I mean, it happens because, obviously, look how many people have it. A lot of people have gotten it and just weren't like they were trying to get it. It's not like to say he was trying to get it, but he just, like you said earlier, he was acting like he was very being very inconsiderate. Now, as much as I disagree with what he did – I do. I don't think that it, it was his intention to cause what he caused. You know. Yeah. I but at the end of the day, your your actions obviously yeah. are everything, and yeah. you you did what you did, and it happened. So yeah, you suffer the consequences. So exactly. I mean, I do think I do think Donovan Mitchell being younger, being about twenty three years old, you know, just a stud, and Rudy Gobert being a little older. I think he's like twenty seven, twenty eight. I think that yeah, it would be. It would be significantly easier to get rid of um rudy gobert if people can if if an organization can look past his, yeah agreed is um his mistakes and what he's done yep agreed all right well uh we got some news from nascar i don't know if you heard about this uh did you hear about uh this thing with kyle larson i did not know so kyle larson who uh, I'm not. I don't follow NASCAR too much. I watch a race here and there with some of my buddies um, that are into it. And um, but according to what I've seen, he was kind of like an up and comer, like kind of like a uh, like a young big shot coming up. Well, you know, uh, remember uh, Nick was telling us on episode three. He was telling us about how uh, they've been doing these like eye racing events, like simulation with the drivers from home and playing these racing on these simulated tracks all from home. Yeah. Well, NASCAR was doing one of those iRacing events, and it was live. I don't know if it was on TV or Twitch or whatever, or just streaming on YouTube, Facebook, regardless. Uh, he's been suspended indefinitely by NASCAR for dropping the N-word uh, during one, the event. I think it was last night or Saturday. Uh, just full on live stream. Just, I mean, like literally, dude, like uh, from what I didn't watch the video, if there is a video out there, but from what I read, like hard R and everything. Hmm. Yeah. So it, this, this is one of those things where it, kids career might be over before it fucking be gone. Yeah. This is my take on it. I, I just see it as it's one thing. If I mean, hell during any professional sports team, they don't want their guy to be caught, you know, like, f- let's just say, for example, if a video came out of, like, Bryce Harper, right, and he was at a concert and was with friends and was just like, oh, fuck all these motherfuckers, you know, pieces of shit, I don't give a fuck, like, I'll fuck these people up, like, yeah. obviously, they'd be upset about it, he'd probably have to come up, come out and make a public apology, like, you know, but the thing about dropping the N-word is, like, you can't – The what I'm trying to get is, like, you. there's no excuse for it. Like, you can't make an excuse for, oh, it was an accident. People are like, dude, that's not an accident. You don't accidentally say that word. Like, if you just said it, blurted out like that, like, you probably use this word normally. And, you're, and like, you know, like, that's the thing is there's no – nothing. Can, I'm not saying is uh, – can people not forgive him? No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Can people – can he not move forward? I'm not saying that. But it's just something that it's very – very hard to excuse i mean it's like damn it's impossible to excuse because it's just like dude are you if, if you were cursing like i mean and you're an athlete you come up like yeah i've just uh got heated about something blah blah blah. but this they're just gonna be like no man like you can't say that shit yeah, yeah. so I mean, you know what it reminds me go ahead go ahead 
No, no, no. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to talk about something that happened in the past, so you go ahead first. I was just going to say, you know, I mean, like you said, it's just – it's it's inexcusable, you know. And, you know, you just can't – some people can't look past it. Some people can, you know, forgive you, you know. But it's a shame because, you know, when people have a, a long future ahead of you and you and you say something stupid, you say something that you don't mean or that you do mean – whatever, you know, whatever your mindset is, it's just, you know, you gotta, you gotta watch what you say, you know, if you're, if you're anybody, but if you're, especially on like a bigger stage and, you know, doing what you're doing, you can't just go around willy nilly saying honky, whatever, whatever, anything. Yeah. And you know what the thing is too, is like, I mean, let's not beat around the bush here. I mean, NASCAR has an image and I mean, NASCAR has that, there has been people that come out and said like, Oh, I mean, I mean, we're not being, I'm trying to think of the words. We're not fucking like exaggerating here. I mean, this is the facts. NASCAR is extremely, extremely predominantly white. Like, I mean, most, if not all the drivers are white. I I know there has been some um, other races uh, like, but. All the most of the fans are. It just is. It's a predominantly white sport. So when you have someone like that come out and like people already know that they're going to see this and be like, "Man, I want to see that." People that are non NASCAR fans are going to be like, "I want to see NASCAR handle this the right way, so we can bury all these stereotypes that people have about NASCAR." Yeah. So I just wanted to touch on that. That that was some big news. So, but um. We'll go to something here, just uh, not really a headline, just something I want to talk about. I saw this on Twitter, and I thought it would be something fun to talk about between me and Josh to get some of our thoughts on things. But I saw this tweet, and it was like just asking um, about sports truths that are hard for you to admit. So basically, you know, stuff that is a legitimate truth in, in your eyes or just a legit fact that is just hard for you to admit. And, I mean, the first one that comes – Two, I have two that come like right off the top of my head. For me, being a Steelers I'm sure, fan, I'm sure one of ours is similar. Got it. Yeah, I mean, being a Steelers fan and just, I mean, most people just hate the Patriots and hate Tom Brady. Uh, it's very hard for me to admit that I truly believe Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. I, I do. I despise Tom Brady, and I have despised the Patriots my entire life. But it, that is just something that I think is true, and it's just very hard for me to admit. Another one I have is obviously like being a diehard Pittsburgh Penguins fan. It's extremely hard for me to admit that I believe that Alexander Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer of all time. He's had that rivalry with Sid. Like, I don't like the guy. I respect him. I think he's an absolutely – obviously, I think he's a hell of a player if I'm saying this. Um, But I just don't personally like him. He's on the captain. You don't like him from a fan perspective. It's not that you don't – I don't – I don't root for him. I don't like him, but you're I do not, think he is the best goal scorer of all time. Not, I, I find gonna, it. You're not going to go out and buy an Ovechkin jersey, but if he does something sick, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was fucking sick. Yeah, but I just thought I'd love to hear any opinion on why he's not. I just think he's hands yeah. down the greatest goal scorer of all time. So yeah. you got any? I mean, yeah, I got, uh, you know, just uh, 2010, one of my favorite, my honestly, my favorite player of all time. Just scoring an absolute – what I would say – I mean, any goal is a good goal. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But what I would say to win a Stanley Cup on the angle that he took it from, Patrick Kane, just my favorite yeah. player of all time, just stealing a cup away from us. And that, that's, that's hard for me because 
I've always looked up to Patrick Kane. Damn, yeah, that's as, that's, as that's, that's 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 got to be your number one, dude. I sat there and I cried because I was like, dude, Patrick Kane is my favorite player, but he just stole it. He just months. he just took a cut. My oh. team, damn, bro, dude, I that is. That's got to be number one. I can't – I and even on a personal level, I can't think of anyone that could have even a worse one than that unless they're in the same boat as you. They're also like – I'm also a diehard Flyers fans and love Pat. Like, Patrick Kane is literally Josh's favorite player ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. since he was a kid, like, when we first met and we were young as hell, like, he always loved Patrick Kane. Yeah. And then to have your favorite player of all time score a game-winning goal to win the Stanley Cup against your team that you, like, bleed black and orange, yeah. that fucking sucks, yeah. dude. Dude, and you know, the, the worst part is it wasn't like, I mean, like I said. A sick any goal. goal. Any goal is a good goal. It wasn't Especially a when it wins the cup. It wasn't a – exactly. It wasn't a ripper of a shot. It was just, dude, from the bottom of the circle. And honestly, I, I give – I give no animosity towards Michael Layton because he was a backup all year and he came in to the playoffs yeah. and stole the hey. show. And and hey. you know, shout a shout out to Michael Layton. But that's why that, you gotta that's why you gotta put bucks on that. That's why you, that's why you gotta put bucks on that because of that exact reason. But I mean, I would say the second one uh, for you especially. I mean, it hurt for me just you know, team uh, team USA's loss you know in overtime and for you. You being a Crosby fan, it's kind of sick. Oh, in 2010. Yeah, yeah, dude. I didn't even think about that one. Oh, my God. Oh, that's definitely worse for me. Yeah. He's talking about uh, Crosby's golden goal in the Vancouver Olympics in 2010 in overtime goal. to beat Team USA. Oh, dude, that sucked. I, dude, I still well, so actually, that. you know what? So, actually, you know what? We are in the same boat because you're sitting there rooting for Team USA and probably your favorite player of all time. Scores the game-winning goal against you to steal a uh, to steal a, fu- a fucking gold medal. Well, no, I wouldn't days. say that. I wouldn't say that because Crosby's not my favorite player. He's not. So I love Crosby. Not one of my favorite players, but it's still close because I'm a diehard Pittsburgh Penguins fan. So, so you're saying he's not top five? No, nah, he's not. I love top 10. I love him, but that still hurt, dude. I still it's 2020. I still hear that. Andre, is it Andre? Yeah, Andre, and then Evgeny Malkin. But um, literally, uh, it's twenty twenty, and sometimes I'll just talk to anybody, someone about hockey, someone I don't even know, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a Penguins fan," and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, fuck you and fuck Crosby for scoring that game winner against the USA in twenty ten." I was like, "Dude, I fucking I I, I was not happy. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't crack a smile. I was like, damn it." I actually, when it happened, I remember exactly where I was. I was literally downstairs in my old house. It was me, my two older brothers, my dad, and I think it was like two of my friends were there too. I know at least one, but I think it was two of my friends I just grew up with. And I remember, I think it was Parise scored the tying goal. I'll have to go back and look it up. But I think it was I think you're right. No, 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 I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was that. And I just remember like freaking out. They tied it. And I remember when Crosby scored that goal, my immediate thought was, oh, this is not. Uh, it was you know you know that you know like that uh that galifianakis and it's like it zooms on his face and it's like all the math equations like going by <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, and it was just like but it was just me thinking about all the shit i was like oh my god that's sitting across me yeah. um, oh that's against team oh this is not good i was like this is this is very very bad Dude, oh my god that entire rest oh my god that entire like week two weeks after that happened People hated me. They're like, fuck you and fuck Crosby. I was like, I'm not happy about it. 
You were like, I didn't, I didn't want that. I was like, why do you people think I wanted that? In what world? Do you think I'm so much of a Penguins fan that I would root against Canada over Team USA? Like, what the fuck? I was like, I would never stoop. That's that's like saying, because Kopitar is my favorite player, if Slovenia played USA, I'd root for Slovenia. Yeah. No. <laughs> if, 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 if Kopitar, if USA was up like 4 nothing and Kopitar scored a goal and make it 4-1, yeah, I'd be happy. I'd be like, ah, oh, there's my guy. No, but like, I wouldn't be happy. Being honest, if – if if Crosby didn't have any points in that game or did anything, you would not be upset or feel any no. way about it. Good, they shut him down. But like in Pittsburgh this year, light it up. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. But so, I think we got a couple, a couple good ones there. Can you think of any other ones? Um, I can think of one that's really somber that kind of like tore down a franchise. Was when oh, yeah. Eric Lindros got decked by uh, Scott Stevens or John, uh, John? Yeah, Scott Stevens. Wait, right. Yeah, I, well, um, on the Devils. Yeah, Scott. Yeah. yeah, Scott Stevens. Yeah, yeah. So when I mean, he was he was our franchise player right there. Yeah, that, yeah, dude, he, his brain turned to mush. Yeah, I mean, that's. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it's, it's a shame to say, but dude, yeah, I mean, he was he was young. He was he was a dancer. You know, he could he could prance around guys. And then it was. And then it was who was on the peng or the guy on the penguins. I think it was Casparitis. Darius Casparitis fucking yeah. leveled him. And yeah. that's when he got another issue. Like, dude, Casparitis. But the thing is, is now those might be looked at as dirty hits, but back when they happened, like they like, dude, it was completely fine. If you had your head down in the neutral zone and you got absolutely steamrolled, like even yeah. if their shoulder went in your head, like it was completely fine. Like now, yeah, you can't do that shit. But the thing is. People shit on these these guys like when they see old replays from the '90s and guy or the '80s and guys getting lit the fuck up and barreled like that. But it's like, dude, back in that time, that was okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, guys like Casparitis and and Scott Stevens and other some of those Donald Brashier. Do you remember how dude Donald Brashier used to light people up? Yeah, and those guys have even said in interviews like, "Oh yeah, man, like I know I wouldn't be able to play in today's NHL." Like, but like they they, but it's just like, dude, we didn't know, we didn't have the technology to realize how serious concussions were, how how to play the game safe. So they were just we were like, just, "Fuck, man, we were just trying to make a big hit, get our team pumped yeah. up." We're just gonna fucking barrel, guys. Now listen, now listen, I got a question for you that is kind of um, entwined with the question that you asked me. It's kind of a counter question. All right, for you, what's one of the hardest players that played a pretty lengthy career and never won a cup? That, like, you know what I'm saying? That, that's kind of like a hard truth, that, that that player never never got a cup. Oh, oh like, what's a, like, what's a player, like, I really like that, like, had a great career that just never won a cup? Yep. Damn, you know what? I could sit here and think of some. If I sat here for 10 minutes and, like, I could think, but honestly, and I didn't think this is what I think about, but two that come off the top of my – well, actually, first one that comes off the top of my head, uh, Shane Doan. Shane Doan. Yeah. Shane Doan, man. I, that's, that's probably, off the top of my head, the number one guy that, like, kills me. I would have killed – like, and I'm not a Coyotes fan, like, not like that. Like, but I would I would have killed to see Shane Doan win a cup. Like, when he retired, I was like, man, that guy really deserved a cup. And then the other – Two players I was going to say was uh, Daniel and Henrik Sedin. Yeah. I would love to see yeah. those guys win a cup. Um, I was thinking, um, we'll see for me. I mean, it's a little biased, but it's kind of not unbiased because he was a huge face in our franchise. I'm going to say Danny Briere. Yeah, dude, I knew you were going to say that. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Danny yeah. Gray. That's, that's a tough one. Remember in remember when uh you guys traded Richards, Carter, and Gagne, and then they all three won a cup with the Kings. Dude, that one hurt. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> that one hurt. Dude, literally, Flyers fans are like, yes, no, <laughs> no, dude, no, like that. that. Dude, I was pissed when we traded away Jeff Carter. I was mad. Dude, Jeff Carter and Mike Richards were celebrating that cup victory, and they're like, "All we had to do was get traded." And be the West and be referred to as the West Coast Flyers. What shit is this? I know, dude. Think about fucking Mark Streit. Fucking plays the Flyers for a decent amount of years. Like, goes to the fucking Penguins, wins a cup, gets healthy scratch for like the last eight games of the playoffs, like in the Eastern Finals and the Stanley Cup, and wins a cup. Yeah, He's look like, at look at the curse. We, we talked about this uh, not too long ago. Chemo team in it. His name's on the cup. He's like, his name's on the cup. He's like, I didn't even do anything. I just fucking. I got Did you hear me? Though? Oh, you hear me though? We talked. We talked about this like not long ago. Kimo Timonen. I know Timonen was like Timonen's like was he, there. He would have been. Wow. He would have been one of those guys that if he didn't win that year, he would have been one of those guys that had a great career and never won a cup. I but, would. I, you know I, me. I'm I did for him. I'm you happy. know me. I despise the Flyers, and you also know that I am not a fan of the Blackhawks whatsoever. But when I saw Kimo Timonen get that cup, like I legit had tears in my eyes. Yep. Dude, honestly, it's just, you know, mutual respect for another hockey player. Yeah. Like, All right. Well, that was good. Are you going to cry when you see uh, Joe Thornton raise a cup or Logan Couture? When are they? <laughs> I knew that was coming. Fucking Joe Thornton's gonzo. <laughs> I know. I got, that guy's one open ice hit away from turning into a fucking clap. Dot. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so bad. You're just going to be like, and here's Joe Thornton with the puck. Poof. Where to go? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? <laughs> Camera guys are like, Doc, I'm down here inside the glass. I'm actually, I'm right here. And I didn't even see that. But I'll tell you where Joe Thornton played in juniors. Here's a picture of his coach in juniors. Oh, Can you believe that, Edzo? Edzo's going to be like, that's enough of this. Oh, and here comes Logan Couture. He is sweeping up his ashes. Sweeping them up. That's, that's, that, that's what gains you the see. <laughs> All right, we can move on. That is fun. All right. All right. Uh, so just a quick note, not really anything to talk about, but I just wanted to add this in here. I don't know if you saw this, but we're kind of continuing this tradition somehow of every episode, at least at some point talking about Tom Brady. So I just wanted to say Tom Brady was on the Howard Stern show the other day, and he said in there that he actually knew before the 2019 season. Yeah, I did see that. Um, yeah, that it was going to be his last season with New England. So he's known since last summer that – he was going to be leaving New England at the end of that season. So, that not obviously, we don't. There's nothing really talk well, about there. I just wanted to kind of throw that in there, but it's a little interesting. There's something big. I mean, that we could talk about. I mean, not not even talk about, but Christian Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, sealing that deal. Yeah, highest paid running back now, yeah. right? Isn't that what they said? Yeah, serves it. We've talked about him. He's a fucking yeah, he's, beast. He's, he's an animal. So, but yeah, that is kind of interesting to Brady because. You know, some people may take that note and be like, man, well, he didn't really have the best of seasons that past year, but the Patriots kind of just had some trouble offensively with certain things. But, yeah, I just want to throw that in there. I thought it was a little interesting. So, um, to move on, I'm sure you saw this too. Um, some more uh, bad news, the XFL. Um, you know, they had a lot of really high ratings in those games. Unfortunately, had to cancel the rest of the season because of the coronavirus pandemic. Um a lot of people liked it when it was going on. I was watching those games, man. Exciting, like high ratings, like yeah. fun games to watch. I mean, like there was some serious talent in that field. 
And we've seen that as a lot of players that were in the XFL have been getting signed by NFL teams. But uh, little pe- uh, some people were shocked, including myself, to see that they uh, announced the other day they suspended operations, fired nearly all their employees, and uh, have no plans to return. Okay. So definitely. And um, a lot of people are looking at this as like, uh, well, XFL came back and failed again. I don't fucking see it as that. It, no. it, if this pandemic didn't happen, they finished their season. I think they'd be yeah. doing great right now. I think they'd already have plans to come back. And it, I'd be I thought it would have been. I think it would have been a success this season. I'd watch. Would you not? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I mean, and that, it's just long, long lines of like, man, just like you feel so fucking bad. Like, it, it, man, the this timing, shit happens. The yeah. timing could have been any worse, you know? Yeah, for uh, for sure, sucks. There's something exciting to watch, but uh, unfortunate. Maybe, maybe they'll try to get back together and get back. Uh, it's said no plans to return, but maybe, maybe things change. Maybe they can come back in 2022. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I mean, One last thing to talk I mean, about. Here. Go ahead, go I ahead. Mean, watching go ahead. football when there's no football is kind of sick. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, no. Football, that's what I'm saying. Watching football. I mean, that's why they had such high ratings. Yeah, exactly. And it was good talent. It was fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so, all right, we can move on. Yeah, I got one more thing to talk about here, and this is a little fucking insane. This is some Tiger King shit. Uh, have you watched Tiger King yet? I have not. I have not got oh, around dude, to it. Come on, you got. I, I finally gave into the peer pressure because you know me, dude. I'm not dude, really the type. I'm like, I'll sit there and you are the, are one and the same, dude. If if everybody's hyping it up, I don't want to watch it. Dude, I'm just well, I'm just not really into TV shows. Like, I just watch like yeah. fucking sports, and then I watch like stand up comedy, and then there's a like a handful of shows that I actually watch. Like, I watch Family Guy, Tosh Point oh, and like that's kind of it. I'll watch an episode of like American, yeah, like I'll watch an episode of that or Impractical Jokers. Actually, I really like or American Dad here and there, but like, I mean, Tosh Point. This is all topic. There's, I've actually been binging Key and Peele, and it's actually like I forgot how. It's well, you know, I forgot. There's actually one show I actually binge watch the shit out of, and that is actually Law and Order SVU. I oh, fucking yeah. love that, sh- dude. I seriously, I've watched almost every episode of that entire series, and that's that. Dude, see, that's fucking only like imagine, it's twenty seconds. I, lo- I can imagine the look on your face when you're watching. You're just like fucking so drawn in. Just my fucking dude, 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 know what? Know what I hate? It's like literally like five minutes in. Like it's like the episode starts, and, and I just want to make this quick. But like episode starts, and a girl shows up. She's like, "Oh, this guy raped me," and um, they get a guy. They arrest him like five minutes in, and it's like, dude, there's like fucking no way. Yeah, like, there's like there's forty-five so minutes. There's fucking it's five minutes in the episode. There, I can't believe people watch, see that, and be like, "Oh man, I got him." It's well, like, dude, well, you know, you buddy, know the it's funny. It's nine oh seven, and the show started at nine. Yeah, you, you think it's the- going to take them forty three minutes to to just like break this apart? Well, you know what the worst turn events is when they figure out they're like, all right, you're not the guy, and then he is the guy, and it <laughs> that's the worst because you're like, you're always like you're always like, all right, it's too soon for you to be the guy. And yeah, then exactly. And then it comes back around here. It's like, no fucking way. Way he was the guy. I was like, he's the fucking guy. He was the guy. I knew it. He was the guy. I didn't think because we were seven minutes in, but he was the guy. That's crazy. Uh, but all right. Yeah, no. But uh, anyway, you gotta watch Tiger King though. It, it, I I fell into the peer pressure. And I watched. And I'm happy it did. It's it's really actually interesting. But for those who have. You understand where I'm going at. We got some Tiger King shit here. 
Um, well, I'll just tell Josh. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched oh. it yet. So skip ahead like skip ahead like thirty seconds. Um, one of the main guys that focuses on a documentary is Joe Exotic, who owns the GW Zoo, yep. and um, he's in jail right now. At, towards the end of the series, we find a documentary find out he got arrested because his like arch nemesis Carol Baskin, who runs I was going to say who's rescue. Carol Baskin? Yeah, and she runs <laughs> the Big Cat Rescue in Florida, and they kind of feuded for years. And he, uh, FBI agent, was undercover, and he basically like went to this undercover FBI agent who was posing as a hitman and paid him to go kill her. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, so now you're going to see why I'm saying this. Uh, big ex, spoiler. Yeah, Ex-NFL <laughs> running back, Chris Johnson, obviously CJ2K, right? Yeah. Is currently being investigated and accused in a 2016 murder-for-hire case. Wow. How the fuck about that? Chris Johnson. So I read into a little bit, apparently... Like some years ago, he was like in a car and the car got shot up and his friend got killed and someone else in the car got killed and they were targeting him, Chris Johnson. And then like a couple months later, or maybe a year later, whenever it was, it was 2016, the two guys that were suspected to be the ones that shot up his car got murdered. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're saying that it was a murder for hire by Chris Johnson. So obviously that's something else. Not really. That's something else. That's something else you really can't on this bitch. That's what I'm saying. There's not some. That's not something you can really discuss. But I just want to throw it in there at the end to uh, leave a little cliffhanger. By, by next episode, we'll have some more details on that case. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. All right, we can wrap it up here. We went a little decent long here. Covered a bunch of things. So, uh, I mean, yeah, just uh, continue listening, guys, and just uh, keep on following along with us here as we uh, just. This is kind of me and Josh's escape. You know, while yeah. this quarantine is going on, we just like talking about sports and stuff like that and getting to see that you guys are listening. It just really excites us. And uh, so we're just like so, you guys. We just so want to hear about sports. View in. View in. Because this is some good quality shit. Yep. All right. Josh, what are you about to do? Uh, I'm about to go lay in the middle of a busy highway. All right. That's what we want to hear. That's episode All five. Right. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we'll see you guys All next right. time. Yep. Stay safe. All right.